1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The champions of Scotland's three lower divisions say they'll robustly defend legal action from Hearts and Partick Thistle. And Neil Lennon's hopeful he can keep Mohamed Ilyanousi and Fraser Forster at Celtic. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio tonight is Alex Ray.
2: Yeah, good evening, Alison. I think that's the big news as well that uh, the three teams who have been mm-hmm. given promotion are now looking to kind of counteract what Hearts, Partick Thistle, Have done so you know it's starting to get really messy Uh, I can understand everyone's position uh, But I actually don't know what the actual outcome will be You know obviously they're going to go to court The SFA are now wading in with possible sanctions And you have the the three teams potentially going to take legal action against them as well So that is a bit of a mess And obviously you've touched on Neil Lennon which we'll get to Mm -hmm. About trying to re-sign Foster and Ellenusi.
1: You can give us a call tonight on 0141 951 1025. Well, Alex, let's start with this. And I see Dundee United, Raith Rovers and Cove Rangers are vowing to defend their position after legal action to attempt to block their positions. Hearts and Partick Thistle, of course, have lodged that petition against the SPFL in the hope of stopping their own relegations. But as part of that case, they need the other three teams to stay in their respective decisions despite being champions. So these three teams, have come together. They've put out a joint statement today part of it you know since the SPFL resolution was passed by 81% of member clubs which confirmed as well always title winners who were to be promoted we've undertaken extensive and costly preparations for a new season in new leagues obtaining major financial commitments from our supporters business partners and stakeholders a removal from those leagues would be ruinous on and off the field. We have each had a highly successful season brought to a premature end by something bigger than our clubs and bigger than our sports. Our status as champions of our respective leagues is not being contested and nor should the promotion which has always and should always come with it. The legal action which has been raised by Harton van Lothian and Partick Thistle not only threatens the financial stability of the SPFL, but also its member clubs.
2: Yeah, I understand what Dundee United are saying there, Alison. They have uh, looked to being promoted they have uh, ironed out some money to try and uh, kind of factor in next year's uh, kind of budget uh, how they're going to run their organisation so I can understand from their point of view and they'd be really worried uh, that didn't happen uh, because of this legal challenge by Hearts so they're challenging Hearts and Partick Thistle because they feel as if they will be financially burdened which mm-hmm. I totally understand yeah. that, that we all get that However, you have to go over to Hart's predicament as well because of they have been treated in the manner that they have been voted down by all their uh, members. And part of the kind of makeup of it all is that no club will be worse off. Now, I don't think anyone can dispute that Hearts and Partick Thistle, are, and Snoon Ralph for that matter, are going to be worse off because of this decision. So I think we're going to have to go to court. I think Hearts know that they, uh, they potentially, Hearts and Partick Thistle potentially will have sanctions, Alison. You know, you look at some of the things, financial fines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Expulsion from cups uh, You know um, Transfer embargoes potentially as well So there's a lot of factors And they can actually uh, be a combination of a couple of them Depending on the severity and how the SFA view this Uh, So the whole thing's an absolute mess Alison Um, And I I actually don't know how it's all going to pan out Because you look at the the legalities of Hartsey's kind of stance Some people say because it's a members organisation It's the clubs that are actually voting for it then Which is
1: where it's different to the other leagues and yes. the other countries, where, where it was the association that made the decision, whereas the clubs yeah. here have voted for it, and that's where the, the difference comes.
2: Yeah, I think Belgium and and, and France is slightly different. Mm-hmm. I think you yep. know there was a government thing within France. I think Belgium was more of a, a football association uh, deal where they where they decided to give relegations. They have both been contested, Alice, in different circumstances from each country. But well, it's proven to be illegal. Now we—I honestly don't know—in terms of how we stand here in Scotland, but we're going to find out because Hearts already know that there's going to be sanctions and and people coming after them because, as Dundee United said in their statement tonight, the ramifications are for them not getting promoted, uh, they just can't sit back and take this. So I don't know if it's going to be counterclaims and so forth, and I don't know mm. what the end game is because when I listen to Les, uh, Leslie Dean's the the ex. Hearts guy uh, a couple of weeks ago he was saying Alison that this could take a year to 18 months to finalise so which
1: can't hold up the league because then yes. the, the financial implications too of much. that is
2: far too much yeah. for,
1: for the whole of the Scotland ga- Scottish game and, and when you look at this and Alex I, I get what you're saying in terms of Hearts and Partick Thistle absolutely are going to be out of pocket hit financially because of the relegations they've always stressed that no clubs should be awesome. worse off because of this. Now, if you look at Dundee United, Raith Rovers and Cove Rangers, they're going to argue, although you want to give us the prize money, although you want to still say that we're champions, but you're not going to give us promotion, well, we're going to be worse off because if yeah, of you course. look at Dundee United, if they get the, the prize money for winning the championship, but they don't go up to the Scottish Premiership, there's TV money they're not going to get. Absolutely. There's more prize money they're not going to get. And there'll
2: be away Season fans Season tickets, as well. away fans, saying, yep, yep. When,
1: when fans are eventually allowed back in. So... This action, although could save Hearts and Particle Thistle in terms of a lot of money that they're going yeah. to lose, Dundee it's, United, Raith Rovers and Cove Rangers are then going time. to be out of pocket and what they have budgeted for yeah. from winning their leagues.
2: Absolutely, Alison. So, if you go from Hearts' point of view, is they're going to be out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So, they're saying, We don't want to be out of pocket, so we're going to challenge this. By actually challenging that, you're now passing that buck on to someone else, and the whole thing is an absolute mess. And, and, and again, I don't think there's going to be any... Uh, as I said, I th- also think the SFA are very much in the mix. I think Clear White, uh, the compliance officer, is looking at potential uh, sanctions mm-hmm. or threatening for sanctions to, to try and get Hearts to rein it back a little bit. But uh, uh, at this point, I said this for weeks, Alison, on the show, I still think that Hearts, I said, even before they put the legal action in place, they would most certainly go for it. There was an appetite... And I don't see them backing down anytime soon, regardless of uh, the potential threats.
1: 01419511025 is the number you need. Michael is a Hearts fan, and he's given us a call tonight. Hello, Michael. Yeah. Hello. Michael. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Got you now. Yeah, you're right. Yes.
3: No worries. Uh, aye, no, I know. I just obviously I listen to the show mm-hmm. uh, most nights. Obviously, I'm a shareholder, a season ticket holder at Hearts. Eh? Mm-hmm. and uh, obviously I just want to defend uh, obviously my club's point of view eh? mm-hmm. now I just think that uh, obviously ha- they had the vote and, and obviously the voted to harm us now these same clubs that are going to be harmed if the action that Harse have taken as successful are out bleeding that, that we're out to the harm them, well we should have thought of it when they, when they voted the way they did eh?
1: well I get that but it was 81% voted for this and if we look at it in terms of percentages, 81% of the member clubs voted for this. It was overwhelming. So yeah. it's, it's very difficult. Um, and, and I get everybody's point of view in this yeah, because uh, there's winners and losers. It was a thankless task yeah. that they had. Michael, how do you feel about this legal action in terms of the, the success that it's going to be?
3: Well, obviously, I'm, I'm not a legal mind, but mm-hmm. obviously I think we've got a fair chance looking at it because the fact of the matter is a league season uh, played over the 38 games. There was eight games to go, so I've never, ever, never in my life have I ever known a team to be relegated after thirty games, and now they're going to put us into a league with twenty-seven games. So we're going to miss home gate, home gate, home gates at like that, mm-hmm. and you not know, starting to October. And um, obviously, I've never seen uh, teams promoted with eight games to go on either. And I, I'll, I'll tell you another thing: if Celtic and Rangers were first and second, and there was one point separating them. And this team that was second had a game in hand. you think they would have called the league?
2: No, I think that's a different op- question or a on Michael. I think we could be here all night answering that because, mm. uh, you know... I mean, most the vote would still yeah. have been the
1: same. It was up to the 42 but member clubs to vote would, for
2: it. I think we would go back to the original vote, Alison. Mm. Uh, again, uh, and uh, without going over the whole ground again, I think it was... Rushed through rather hastily Within a couple of days They wanted the votes And once they attached The actual money side of things to it With where everyone was I think that's one of the reasons Why it was so high Because you're attaching payments early In, in a difficult situation So I think it was kind of Always geared to get a high return uh, In terms of the the Hearts thing I, I totally understand Everyone's position Alison You know if you're a Hearts fan Or a Hearts representative You can see it from every club's point of view You can Yeah but without a shadow of a doubt Because you're, you're looking at that and going everybody's going, oh, we're going to be harmed financially. And now everybody's stepping back and going, this could be really severe because when you look at the actual money that's been bandied around, I think it's 10 million million, eight Yeah, eight for Hearts and, and, and two for uh, Partick Thistle. That money could do some serious uh, damage, implications to all the others. However, Hearts have actually been forced into this uh, route uh, legally, Alison, because they had exhausted every avenue for reconstruction. They get bombed out at every turn. So now where you're at is you're looking at this and they are saying, right, this is our last throw of the dice. And, uh, uh, you know, they will obviously think they've got a fair uh, shout. I think they consulted two QCs. Uh, so they've obviously given it their slant. But I think when you listen to a lot of people, they, you know, from the, the legal side of things, it could actually go either way.
1: Michael, in terms of uh, obviously you want Hearts to stay in the Scottish Premiership. That's absolutely what you want. And you look at the financial implications of all of this and now there's legal action that could drag on. Do you have a fear that this could drag on? Hearts then spend extra money on legal action. It isn't successful. You end up in the Scottish Championship anyway and you've lost even more money. Is there a fear in that that part of you thinks, should this be going ahead or should we just
2: deal with what's in
3: front or, of us. Try, try and spend yeah. it and get back out of the division next yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, 100% hearts have got to carry through with. It. And no, no cost hearts money because the, the fans are... Uh, the foundation um, of hearts, um, that's right. The, uh, the foundation are... Uh, we're, we're all putting our money in. I just put another £100 in the day. Um, we, we'll, be, we'll be there to put our money in just like we did for me. We saved the club. Um, but it's, it's ridiculous that it's even got to this because... The 14-10-10-10, there was no losers in that. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no losers at all. Um, but greed has brought us to the, the situation we're in now. And as far as I'm concerned, um, if we win and, and clubs uh, start suffering, then hell, men them, because they're trying to do hard at me, honestly.
1: I know, as a Hearts fan, as I say, you want the best for your club. Now, if you look at the position that Hearts were in come mm-hmm. when they stopped the season, and you look at the position that Dundee United were in when it ended, yeah. Dundee United ran away with that league. Hearts
2: yeah, yeah. were bottom. No, so if
1: you flip it, who do you think if if you're looking at this from the outside, looking and being objective, who deserves that place more? Oh, look, and it's very I difficult. I'm cause not we were-
3: <laughs> Hearts because we're a top. We're an, an SPL club. You know what I mean, oh, and we had eight
2: games to go. I, th- I think, I think if you just look at it that way, I don't think you're approaching it properly. Because if you're looking at Dundee United, yeah. they ran away with it, and then Hearts would say that they could. Pause Dundee United it. had won that league. Absolutely, and I think, I think the fact that the you know Hearts still had an opportunity of playing all, their, their peers, all the peers or the other teams in and around about them, for me, that just gives them a better chance because mm-hmm. it's not as if they're playing against all the top teams, would have been struggling badly. So you know, I think, I think that. But, we could go round and round in circles all the time, Alison, in terms of what had happened and they were having poor form and all that, but they still had to go toe toe and it's been called early. For me and when were, the
1: split comes, you're playing against the teams that are refined. round about you and that's yeah. the argument as well that you're playing Absolutely. So yeah. I
2: think I think if you say who deserves something, I think, you know, obviously the I mean, United Dundee United I mean Dundee United do do deserve it, yeah. in
1: terms of they had actually yeah, of won they do. their
2: league. Yeah, listen and, and so so I'm not exactly sure and so see when you're talking about in terms of hearts I'm not sure in terms of the time frame you could get through the courts to try and actually overturn all this, Alison. So maybe this might actually get Kai because the season starts anyway. So you unless know. it
1: runs alongside and it comes down to compensation rather than I think, I think them staying in the league, which, when you look at it, seems the more likely in terms of if they don't want to yeah. stop the season starting yeah. when it's
2: due to start. Alison I think the the, the legal terms and interdict in terms of where they, they they put a hold on the league. Now mm-hmm. they have hold with they've held a reservation whether they want to go down that road i would be really surprised if that stood up anyway because financially of the that could yeah. be suicide for yeah. so many I, clubs i think everyone you know yeah. if, if you don't get the, the season up and running don't forget you've got the television and the, the 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 consequences of the money that sky's put into it so i think there's a lot of factors to, to weigh in i'm not exactly sure that's hearts uh stance to go down that road i think they're quite hungry for the fight as michael said and that's been the case that you know, the Foundation of Hearts, the fans have been absolutely tremendous for that club over uh, recent years, and, you know, they they obviously get a fight on their hands.
1: Thank you to Michael for his call. I've got Stevie and Strath Blaine on the line now. Hello, Stevie.
2: Hello, how's it going? Good All story. right. I'll
4: tell you what it is. Mm. I must be missing something here, right? So perhaps you can clarify the situation for me.
5: Yeah.
4: As far as I'm aware, it states in the SPFL rules that the game, the league consists of, you know, in the Premiership's case, 38 games. Mm-hmm. Right? If the uh, league fixtures can't be completed because of extraordinary circumstances, which obviously we did have, mm-hmm. then the rules apply. And the rules are that it's called as is. Yep. So all that's happened here is the rules have been applied. Celtic have been champions, Dundee has been promoted, Hearts have been relegated, blah, blah, blah. Probably a bit of sympathy for Patrick so fair enough. But Hearts have won four games out of 30. The only notable things they had in the season was beating Rangers and putting them out of the cup as well. They had a manager who couldn't sack his cell, but he got sacked and he's still hanging about the place like a bad smell. And Ann Budge is trying to use this legal challenge and league reconstruction and all the rest of it mm-hmm. as basically a get a of jail free card. Now, how can they possibly have a legal challenge... When the rules state, by the way, extraordinary circumstances, we're calling it as is, and they've all agreed to that. They didn't, they didn't even need to have a vote, because that's the rules. But they had a vote. Did the court say they gave them a vote, and they voted, and it passed overwhelmingly. And now she's greeting.
1: This is because what's... her
4: team couldn't do the business on the park, and they're getting relegated. They deserve to be relegated.
1: This is what's difficult for some fans yeah. to get their heads around, because Stevie is absolutely right. The leak ends when it's called. Yeah. The clubs voted for that to happen obviously hearts didn't vote for it to happen they they probably voted they voted against that but 81% of the member clubs voted yeah. for it and in any other walk of life yeah. that vote is what happens whether you like it or not it's like an election it's like anything yeah. you might not agree with it but you just have to say accept it now as, as we probably said didn't even
4: need, probably didn't even need to have
1: a vote Just the rules that's it burn, as over. we said well, if, was if case, you're a if fan that of was, that Stevie if, if
2: that was the case why did they have a vote then? the clubs had to have a
1: vote because it's down to the member clubs but if they vote to end it then it ends which is what happened but sure. Stevie and I get your point but if you were in the position of a Hearts fan would you want your club to do all they could to save them financially and to stay in the top league?
4: I think the league table, does not lie, right? I remember Celtic finishing fifth and all that in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? Rangers running away with number 10, right? If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And I know it's hard and I know it's painful and I know it's hard to swallow and all that. And you pour your money in, and your emotions and all that into following your team you know, and all that. But realistically, there's no way that Hearts were going to make up any ground, is why Rangers were going to make up ground in Celery. I mean, it's called as is. It was a correct decision, you know. And I understand what Anne Budge is trying to do, but at the end of the day, she's trying to change things because the rules don't suit her. She wants to get out of jail free card. She wants a coronavirus get out of jail free card. and the detriment of every other team and the whole of Scottish football. It's just utter selfishness.
2: Well, well, actually, some of the you have to say as well, Stevie, that some of the voting was selfishness as well, because every club's looking after themselves.
4: It's a self-preservation society, Alex. So, so has been.
2: So that's what I'm saying. So why would Hartlepool try and pursue this? Now, seeing back to your point in terms of the league was called and things that was called in Belgium it was called in France,
6: mm-hmm.
2: and it's actually been deemed to be illegal. But they
1: didn't. They weren't voted for the members. What, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying, the actual. My
2: actually, point to, is to
1: That's it,
4: in the rules That is in the SPFL rules No rules are bottom So there's nothing illegal Happened in Scotland but, That's the rules but, but, And the but, rules you, are applied what I'm saying, Stevie,
2: I am not like it Let Alex it. come back in Stevie so what I'm saying to you is So see over in Belgium See if that's the case That you know the By actually saying It's called as is They're bottom They're relegated And that's what the, the leagues are actually called over in Belgium And France Alison And they have actually been overturned mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I'm not exactly sure Because again I don't know What the actual difference is here The The fact
1: that it was a member vote rather than an association or a government, then the the club's...
2: No, 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 I I, I understand. It's in the rules.
4: It's in the rules. It's in the SPFL rules. Vote nae vote, Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's in the rules. The rules have been applied. Because the rules rules don't suit you. Because the rules don't suit you. Because you're voting in the league in four games out of 30 and all that. And you start getting oh, this is no fair and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the way it goes.
1: On the, the flip side of that, Alex... if if you look at it in Stevie's point that it's in the rules it could be stopped now had Hearts not turned it around because we don't know we don't know what would have happened but had Hearts not turned it around and they'd been relegated there's nothing they could have done about it so financially they would have taken this okay I accept that there's going to be fewer games in the championship and the season going forward because of this pandemic so it's difficult because I understand that they're wanting to do everything to stay in Possible, the top yeah. league. But if they hadn't turned it around and they had been relegated at the end of the season,
2: uh, yeah. then they would have just accepted it, I'm assuming. Uh, well, of course they would have, Alison, because the 38 games would have actually been played out and the actual, you know, because you'd actually fulfilled the obligation that you, is mm-hmm. you set off at the start of the season. And they haven't got the, the, the eight games to do that against the majority of the smaller teams that they've been up against in or about them. So, listen, Stevie's confident it's going to uh, be, you know, called a waste of time going to court. I'm not quite so sure.
1: This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll hear from Celtic boss Neil Lennon after the travel with Stephen.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Alex Ray here with me. Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until seven o'clock tonight. Busy, busy phone lines tonight, and I'll get back to them shortly. But I want to speak about Celtic, Alex, yep. first of all. Neil Lennon has been speaking today and says he's hopeful of keeping Fraser Forster and Mohamed Elianoussi at the club. Lennon says it's a tough time financially for all teams, but he hasn't ruled out a permanent
6: move for both players. I don't think it's unrealistic, you know. So, again, you know, the two players who added a lot to the, the squad last year made a, a really positive contribution so you know there would be two players that we'd dearly love to have for next season but um, you know we'll just have to wait and see they're not our players see how negotiations go it's good to see them back and involved and it would give us continuity if we get those two in you know the way the market's going to be staggered this season and like I said the transfer window may be open until October you know we have to wait and some of the league's finishing before the majority of business is going to get done and then we're going to see who's available you know and it might be loans or it might be you might get some really good players on free, so, again, I haven't got a crystal ball as to how that's going to look, but, you know, very definitely been in-depth in looking at players um, for the last couple of months now and in, in all areas and in a lot of other countries as well. I think patience is going to be key, yeah, um, and, you know, a lot of business is done in, in the last week or so as well. You know, you get some really good business done and we're just going to have to, um, you know, survey everything, you know, better our time and try and pick the right ones at the right moments.
1: Hopeful of keeping yeah. both players. Now they were both there last season. Fraser Forster, of course, moved to Southampton from Celtic 2014, 10 million pounds. Yes. Mohamed Eliaoussi was signed by Southampton for 16 million pounds. Yep. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. So there's a lot of money there. If you you look at both those players, if he he can't keep if if he can't keep them both, who would you think he would rather keep? Would it be Fraser Forster, given the, what what he did last
2: season? Listen to Neil speak there He's optimistic He can get the ball for them Alison Uh, I think when you look at Over the piece Fraser Foster had uh, 39 appearances Mm -hmm. At the say He was magnificent You know he was a rock At the back Very assured And uh, You'll be desperate To get him back in Because it gives you That kind of Comfort You know you're building For the back And you've got a guy With that presence Elanoussi I think it was 20 games Last year he he, he played Injury Yeah injury uh, Hampered him In in some ways But when he did play Alison he, He was really Impressive He was it seven goals in 20 games? But it wasn't just that. You know, some of his assists, the power and pace that he brings to Celtic from that left-hand side. And and when he wasn't there, there was a wee bit of a kind of an issue. You know, you were obviously getting Ryan Fraser going over there. You get James Forrest going mm-hmm. over there. So it wasn't really the ideal situation. You know, Elanoussi just naturally fitted in there. They've been linked as well. Celtic to uh, Wolfsberger, uh, the Austrian outfit. Uh, Sean Weisman as well, set a centre-forward. So, you, you know, they're looking. But I, I think the interesting thing to take for that piece we just listened to, if you knew, uh, was that he was saying that the patience, you know, you have to be patient, Alison, because I was talking to someone yesterday, a scout uh, yesterday from a Premier League club, and he was talking about, you know, the possibility of the under-23s playing next year, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's going to be a host, a raft of players who are very, very talented, might not get game time. So, you know, you would imagine some of these Premier League clubs uh, up here I'll be looking at these guys and going right okay how can that improve that so that's a market that Celtic Rangers Aberdeen uh, and all the others you know will try and maybe look at but just to get these guys game times real quality players and then you're obviously looking at a lot of players that are out of contract across the globe and uh, so I think it's a, a, it's a buyer's market but I think the biggest issue for everyone Alison is finance you yep. know if you look at the news coming out today Dundee are saying the losses from last year was a half a million they're at court trying to claim an insurance claim because they were one of the six clubs who had an insurance policy. In the last couple of days, Hibs have said they might have to slash their playing budget as well. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen as well are saying that. So I don't think anyone is immune to this kind of uh, financial plight that we find ourselves in.
1: And the sense is as well, we we talk about a player's value and what they were bought for, sold for. We don't know if this pandemic as well is going to change values. The market, yeah of players as well that the money that was once mentioned for them could be reduced I mean yeah. Southampton don't need to sell Mohamed and Elianussi or Fraser Forster they're yeah. under contract it's not but if you look at money it, it's very difficult yeah. to know what clubs are going
2: to be able to do Yeah well listen Chelsea signed a guy uh, in the last couple of days for a 50 odd million quid Alison so it doesn't seem to be hampered then there was a mm-hmm. buyout clause was it, uh, I can't remember his name but he's a, the German boy he's a very good player uh, and um so you look at that And it didn't seem to be impacting Anything down there Alison So um, Whether it does impact or not Because see as long as There's a desire and Particularly in England Where they, they've got lots of money Again you don't know How it's going to impact Because the last couple of months You know teams have been Hemorrhaging money
1: 01419511025 Is the number you need And Alec and Park Head's on the line Hello Alec
2: Hi
7: Alison Hi, hi. hi Alec Hi
2: mate how you doing
7: Hi good mate Good mate Yeah, uh, Just talking about uh, The the foster And Elanousie Ellen Mm-hmm. you know I think one thing that you know if you have a team if you can have continuity you know the guys know what it's all about they the there last season Fraser Foster probably had a bigger impact than what Elanoussi had the guy that cut injuries but it's quite clear the guys go is quality now you know whether Celtic can do a deal maybe alone maybe buy one of them but if we could get the two of them I would be delighted and if we could just maybe top up, maybe in a, in a centre-half.
6: You know,
7: that's Celt- Celtic, don't, we're not a million miles away. I think that, you know, there's a lot of players there. There's a good team there. But if you can keep the guys there, who were there and stood, there, bringing in a new blood, having to get used... Because next season, as we know, it's a massive season. Yeah. You know, so I'd be, I'd be delighted if we could get them...
2: I think Neil Lennon Would be absolutely ecstatic as well. Mm. So when you when you consider what you actually said there, because you want the guys, and don't forget they're actually back up at Lennox Town training with Celtic at the moment, so they're very keen to get that uh, done and dusted. Unfortunately for Celtic, you know the the Premier League's ongoing at the moment, so they'll be going with the actual squad of players in which they've got to get through. They will reassess which is actually uh, you know the best interest for for Southampton you know, there's obviously been a bit of interest because of how well uh, Fraser Foster played because yep. I thought he was absolutely excellent some of his performances uh, some of the European performances at the biggest stage so uh, from a Celtic perspective we're desperate to get these couple of guys in but you always like to bring in a couple of new players Alison uh, on top of these tried and tested so if they could get a couple on top of that as well don't forget they, they let, uh, Craig Gordon could potentially be going out the door mm-hmm. you know that's going kind to of get decided soon as well uh, you know um, and they also need uh, cover for Johnny Hayes on that left hand side so I would imagine there'll be a couple of more players on top of the, if they can get these two guys back in.
1: Neil Lynn did say today that he feels they're in a position to strengthen their squad and hold on to those key players. Alex, if you look at Fraser Forster and Mohamed Elianoussi, if you can only have one of them, which one are you taking? <laughs> You're desperate to get <laughs> I don't an answer, know this answer. <laughs> It's
2: a goalkeeper.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's got to be Fraser Forster, doesn't
7: it? Fraser Forster, he was immense for for Celtic next season. And you know what? It's actually nice now just even just talking about football talking yeah, about you know, what, what we love and I know that there's all hearts and, and they all need to fight their own battles but just talking about you know because this is we're in the build up now Rangers are back training Celtics training
5: yeah,
7: and hopefully everything God willing we get to the 1st August and then we start kicking off the season whether it's behind doors or no but your season tickets that's that. You know that that's that's the best. This season's huge, huge for Celtic and huge for Rangers.
2: I think that's you know Alex right in terms of what he's saying Mm -hmm. in terms of getting back playing. Alison, it's been brutal. You know, it it just proves how important football is to most people. You know, you know people are clamouring to to watch it it. Is
1: that sense of normality now is uh, in a way as well because absolutely what's been going on in the world outweighs anything else. Of course, It's it's a global pandemic, but football. For football fans we miss it And it's that sense of a bit of normality yeah. Coming back as well That we can watch football As Alex said Be it on yeah. the television Through the virtual season tickets Or eventually
2: yeah. Getting back into a, games I reduced uh, uh, crowd Where it'd be 10-15% Alison would be ideal as well Just to get us going um, I've, I've been watching the English football The last couple of nights as well I absolutely just love the fact That I can actually start watching And you're, you're right When you put it in context it what's going on in the world mm. Alison it's, it's small potatoes But the actual Watching football, recognising players, it kind of gets you excited. Now, Wolves, Mall team in, in Millwall are always going to gear up again in the next couple of days as well. So it just gets you back in the mood for football. And then we can't see uh, August the 1st uh, quick enough.
1: Thank you to Alec in Parkhead for his call. Alex, I want to know where you sit on this because there's a big debate at the moment crowd noise or no crowd noise?
2: No, noise all day long. Yep. No, but without a doubt, without a doubt, at least they kinda of get and do you know what I love the wee guys sitting there with the kind of delayed. Somebody has a shot, It hits the board behind, bounces <laughs> back on <around> and goes. <laughs> so uh, no, I actually quite enjoyed it with, with the, the noise. It seemed a wee bit more natural. It's a little bit more just
1: seems, atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I was I was I was reading an article with Jack Grealish who played for Villa the other night and he says it's it's very difficult to get into that kind of battle fever because it just seems as if it's like a training match and it's, and it must be difficult for the players, you know, they're not gonna have the uh, you know the, the the ideal preparation leading up to this. You know you can see guys getting cramped after sixty five seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. So the the whole situation not. But at least I've actually managed down south to try and get it up and run.
1: Have you seen what Hamilton Aces are doing? They've signed a deal with a food bit? outlet, and it will see cutouts of supporters seated in the main stand when football returns. Now the image does have the fan eating a kebab. I'm not, not... sure. If they'll not be to <laughs> I'm going to show you this picture yeah, across I the i like for a
2: couple of ambassadors because uh, Wilson and uh, the Dazzler would love us, that. That's brilliant, isn't it? No, I quite like that. I do, I like that.
1: So there'll be fans on seats. I think, you know, if you're a, a Hamilton fan, you can have your, your face With on your kebab. seat. Yeah, well, not on your seat because the Hamilton ackeys have decided they're no not... Season they, no season tickets this season and fans can basically buy buy a game as they of go. Course.
2: No, listen, so it's just down to each individual club's uh, preference. Uh, Hamilton's a brilliantly run club. Alison, the way that they promote kids through it as well, you know, very much community-based and, and they do the, the people Hamilton proud.
1: Absolutely. I want to touch on the, the financial stuff again. You mentioned that Dundee put out a statement today. Oh, this, yes,
2: yeah, this was and an interesting they, Now, one. they've
1: lost more than £500,000 yep. so far. They say they face unsustainable stress on their finances the longer this continues if you read down they haven't said it in exact words but their consultation with staff they say in the seven years that they've been there that John Nelms they've tried to protect them yeah of course but it's come to a point that some of these staff are going to be let go
2: yeah and it saddens me because obviously I know a lot of guys uh, who still work up there It's, it's a brilliant club Dundee you know they're very well run and um I think one of the issues was that they they were one of six clubs, I think, Alison, who had an insurance claim mm-hmm. for a pandemic, believe it or not. You know, now they're actually going through the court to try and make sure that this is watertight. And, you know, typical insurance companies, you know, they were trying their best to try and not pay out for, you know, certain things if you feel as it's in the terms. However, if it turns out that they actually don't get that insurance money, then I think it could be rather severe. But... Uh, And this is just the reality of the situation where we find ourselves Because when you've got big clubs, you know, across, you know, Aberdeen, Hibs Hearts have already made the cuts uh, And then obviously my team Dundee starting to financially as well struggle And I think this is just the start of it Because, you know, if there's no revenue coming in uh, No likelihood as well I would imagine that most season tickets will probably be down this year Because Mm. of people's financial situation out with football So, tough times
1: This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. 0141
0: 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One
1: Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until seven o'clock tonight. Alex Ray here with me and Alison Conroy in the studio. 0141 951 1025, of course, the number you need. And Mike in Bishopton's given us a call. Hello, Mike.
0: Hello there, Alison. Hello, Alex. Hi, Mike. Hope you're both well. And, um, yes. Yeah, thanks for putting me through. Um, yeah, I'm just picking up, on uh, You know, I was listening to the Hearts caller uh, earlier on, and you know, I'm sure we all kind of sympathise uh, to some extent um, the the situation. Um, but you know, St Mirren beat them on the last, uh, which was the last game to be actually played in the uh, the Premiership. So St Mirren actually beat them. There's so that gap. There's absolutely no way they were going to come out of there. Um, then Anne Budge gets the uh, the thing, you know, the carrot dangled in front of her of yep, you can look after this reconstruction. Um, so it all goes quiet then um doesn't uh, go her way because the member clubs chose not to to implement uh, her recommendations. Um, and now all of a sudden it's uh, we're looking at legal action. Um, I think the line's got to be drawn on this. You know, we need to move the game forward. Um, And then, Alec, you'd mentioned to the other gentlemen, you know, uh, about, you know, weeks being called and uh, you weren't uh, certain and things. If it's in the rules, um, why are people complaining? I mean, it's written in there in black and white and, I just, kind of see how you're, I, I just kind of agree
2: with you on that point. No, I well, uh, listen, uh, Mike, what I'm actually saying is I don't actually know what the actual rules are in Belgium and France. So it may well be that it was actually the same as Scotland in terms of if it was called similar to where it is in Scotland, the actual action was done by the football authorities over there, where it was the clubs here. But I'm not exactly sure of the small print or their no. mic. So what I'm saying okay. is if it was the same over there in mm-hmm. terms of France and Belgium, I'm not exactly sure. If right. it was the same, well, I'm saying. Well, let me, let me finish, Mike. If if it's the same here, and it's the uh, the the teams that have actually voted them down, it's the actual kind of illegal that they're actually you know at the they've made the actual call. It's the actual call that's illegal. It's no, you know, it's in the rules, not that. So that's one of the reasons why I think they'll have a chance. But the
1: SPFL rules are that the league can yep. be called when they say yep. it's
2: called. Yeah, but exactly. It may well so be my, the same over in France. So and, my point would be then. My point would be. I mean,
0: you've, you've got. You know, the member clubs, because ultimately if you don't have any member clubs, you don't have a league. So all these chairmen, you know, um, have made this decision. Um, and then, you know, there's been, you know, heart full of, you know, some people might agree, some people might not agree, have lost out Partick Thistle, you know, um, they have lost yeah. out as well. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you look at the, other, at the other end, you've got rules and rules are there to be to adhere to. And um, if uh, the chairman of all these clubs, Alec, want a to call a league. Um that's what it is. And I don't think, you know, anybody to say it came to titles and all these things and asterisks I I just think it's some sort of bananas. I, I sometimes I just def- you know, I was listening to your comments earlier and I just I don't know how you come up with that rubbish to be honest. With you.
2: Wait so so you Mike, you're actually talking about this as rubbish. So two QCs have said to hearts they feel as if they've got a fighting chance and when I say it is rubbish
0: I, I I do agree because you're not a legal person, and, and I'm not a legal person.
2: All right, uh, okay, Mike. So you so because you because you say that it's rubbish, it's rubbish then, but you don't know the legalities here. <laughs> no,
0: but what? No, but what I'm saying, and, uh, if, if you don't mind trying to get a point across here, is the rules are there. QCs, you know, said that Rangers, you know, if you're looking at that, Alec. No, I was Rangers talking about I was talking about Hearts. was the EBTs. Right, so no. let's not go down... Let's no, it's get a, well, let's down keep it
1: to... This. We're talking about Hearts and exactly, the, the relegation. Exactly. So, Alec,
0: please uh, respect the conversation. Um, so, Hearts, I do have a wee bit of sympathy for them. But, you know, four games in a season, there's absolutely no way they were going to get out of that position. Um, and Budge, you know, she let Craig Levine um, stay in the post. I mean I think all the the Heart supporters were uh, you know, calling for his head and Budge refused. Um then she eventually makes that decision, but it's probably too late. Bring in uh, Daniel Stendel who to, to be fair never really did much. Um I don't even think he did much where he came from. Um down south, of, was it Burnley or something that? Somewhere to like it notes and pull me out for shantage, but um, it was one of the uh, barns or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he comes up. um You know, he's he's given this money, but I mean, it, to me, it was just it's at hearts. It seems and Budge is trying to, you know, be tased on shoulders, Um and I don't really see how hearts, you know, and and the supporters can go down the route of Mike. Well,
2: you know, just just get back to one of Mike's points here uh, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, you know they've only won four games. Waslam Beveren in Belgium Only won five games It's been deemed illegal So what, It's regardless of the actual wins That Alison said That's actually, a different
0: country Alex We're talking here about Scottish football mate We're all talking about But
2: what I'm trying uh, to But not, what I'm saying to you Mike Mike what I'm saying to you is you, You've made a point there That it's because of the, the games That they don't deserve that Waslam Beveren A lot of people might say They didn't deserve that To go down uh, They dare, deserve to go down But When you look at it now It's been overturned But um,
0: that's a different situation Here in Scotland right, How's how it a different
2: situation To your four wins then How does that stack up Regardless because of the rules Your, your point no, was that they would only won four games,
0: games rules Because you can Rules are there to be followed You should
2: know that right, But your you argument know. Your argument wasn't about the rules It was about winning four games We're not talking about yeah. the rules We're talking about the four games That you were actually trying yeah. to say Yes But the chairman Of all the clubs
0: and, and the leagues You know Didn't want to go down that That route They had Yeah that's right Right They won four games Now are you telling me That they showed uh, Bear in mind They played the last game
2: Against St Mirren On a Tuesday That's right right.
0: St Mirren Beat them That's right And good on to St Mirren I mean I'm a boy of Morton I prefer Morton enough but um, Good on to St Mirren They create that gap Now Anybody to say You know the size of Club of Hearts and You know they're a Premiership team Nobody's get any right to be in g- a premiership or, or a first so you know this I, I don't see how people can go and say oh leagues are called too early and, you know I just I just think Hearts are you know grasping at uh, something that's just it's no tangible. Mike if you were a oh, Hearts fan
1: though if you were a Hearts fan just uh, flipping it would oh, you want it. a club yeah. to do all they could to, to yeah. stay there?
0: you've got to be a realist, don't get me wrong, you know, um, hearts aren't my club. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, you know, we're all in this situation, you need to take the fact, you know, I would be absolutely, you know, I would be distraught, you know, my team, you know, getting going yeah. into third divisions, yeah. second divisions, etc., wherever they're going. However, you know, but there must become a stage where you've got to look at the biggest picture, right? They've won in four games, they've got the biggest squad uh, and in uh the Premier League. and Bud has made an absolute shambles. Um she's, you know, the Hearts fans, you know, they've got to just say, well do you know what? We'll take our medicine. But you know, there, there's nothing else. I mean, what else could have been done? There's nothing. This is a global pandemic. You know, the football had to be called. Um, you know, and it was called in the right uh, fashion in the consultation. Um Hearts then, as I say, well, went all silent when they get involved in the reconstruction plans and uh, Anne Budge was uh, tasked with delivering that and that failed. So now she's, you know, I don't think, I, I take your point, Alison, you know, if it was my team that was going to,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do all you can. Of course yeah, you, you can. Such so as a so
2: par- I don't do I don't do m- a parrot. I don't get I don't get this, mate, where you know you you you're actually coming on here And saying you've got to draw a line. But they, we've had Hearts fans on here. I spoke to somebody for the Foundation of Hearts a couple of weeks ago. There is a real desire because of the way they feel as if they've been treated. I don't have any issue with hearts going down that road. I've no idea whether they're going to win it or lose it but they're entitled to actually have a, f- a punt at it because they feel it's, a, a, you know, the democratic way to go.
1: Thank you to Mike and Bishopton for his call. call Laurie and Dennison is on the line as well. Hello, Laurie.
5: Uh, Alison, good evening.
2: Good
1: evening,
5: Hi, uh, Good evening, Alec. How are you, mate? Uh, no bad, Alec. Always nice to talk to a fellow Denisonian. <laughs> uh, I'm going really to cut to the chase. That previous caller was talking about a codswallop. Uh, he's talking about hearts. Should take their medicine. You know, what rubbish? Does he honestly think that Hearts or the supporters should just sit in a corner with a lip trembling and saying, ah, well, we'll just remain silent and we'll accept our fate meekly uh, without putting up a fight? Listen, uh, I'm a great lover of Hearts, Alec. Uh, there's history there between Hearts and Celtic. I remember the Bampot that climbed out a war wall and tried yep. to attack Neil Lennon. I also remember the disruption uh, after. Uh, a Pope had died And uh, disgraceful chance of the heart support So I get all that Right I'm not a lover of heart support. I'll tell you what I, I will say he is I'm a season ticket holder At Alec As you know at Berkey yeah. And atmosphere for me Makes games Now There's 19 games At Celtic Park And 19 games away There's 8 games for me That I must see For atmosphere The 2 against Rangers The 2 against Aberdeen 2 against Hubs and definitely without fail, Hearts. the two against Hearts. Now, uh, if the, the situation was, having completed the, the programme, uh, Hearts had been doing, as much as I'd be sorry to see the back, end, the back of them, rather, but if, for, for reasons I'm I would need to say to myself, well, you know, they weren't good enough to stay up, but with eight games remaining, there was every opportunity Hearts could have played their, played their way through yeah. trouble. Uh, so all this nonsense, I hear people saying they'll need to take their medicine. Here's the bottom line for me. If it was Sheldon Rangers, as unrealistic as it might sound, uh, it's never going to happen in a month or Sundays, but if it was Sheldon Rangers, if it's languishing in the bottom of the do you honestly think that any Sheldon Rangers supporter is going to come on this programme and say, ah, well, that's uh, sorry, we'll take our medicine, we'll just sit in a corner we are pet lip and go on with it?
2: No chance. Uh, listen, it's, uh, Laurie, it's everyone's prerogative to try and do what's best for their clubs. Yeah. And so for people to come on and actually go, oh, it's a load of nonsense and this, that and the next thing, because see, the guy Mike just highlighted there, it was 1-0 at St Mirren. Very close game. So see if they get the return fixture, uh, it's all hypothetical, but if you can get the return fixture with some of these clubs, you've got a fighting chance, but we'll never know. So we could go around in circles all day long about that. However... I, I just feel that Hearts have the right to go for this and I actually think the SFA will throw the kitchen sink at them to try and stop any legal actions because of the ramifications for the wider uh, football family but that doesn't help Hearts' uh, play. so I can see every single angle to this
1: Yeah, there was always going to be winners and losers in this and it was an impossible decision I think well, for, Alison, for everybody because we were, we're, talking, we're dealing with something that nobody's ever dealt yeah, Alison, with before we were talking
2: at the break there you could have actually just said Celtic are champions you could have said hearts are staying up. You could have bumped up two from the, the next division, broke Kelty and brought her in, and every single person would have been happy uh, with, with the decision, you know, because no one would have actually been punished. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, there was a, a possibility to do that. But as I keep going back to the original vote, it was uh, rushed through in haste. And as soon as you add money to it, you're gonna who's not gonna vote for it because of the circumstances, whether
1: Thank you to Laurie and Dennison for his call. Thank you to all our callers tonight and thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Alex as My well pleasure. for being here. Andrew McLean will be back on Monday alongside Hugh Keevens. At GBX is up next.